0: me, Um, we had a very interesting relationship, a year and a half apart. We competed in everything. And sometimes we clashed. And when I didn't want to deal with him when I'm eating, I would do maybe what you do. You take a box of cereal, and you put it in front of you, and you're down like this. But sometimes that wasn't enough. So then I had to have another box, another box, another box, another box. And then, I mean, so I'm like this, I'm really like this, and I don't want to see my brother, I don't want to talk with him. I don't want to argue with them he had things to say to me and I had things to say to him but not at breakfast so I would be behind here so then my dad had a great idea and I'm not gonna do it because it would take too much time he he instead took a big box for me cut out certain portions of it and put it on the table so I could sit behind the box I had a pretty nice wall of defense against my brother how many of you have ever experienced a wall Raise your hand. We all have walls somewhere. I mean, sometimes it's in your backyard. Like in Arizona, it was all these cinder block walls, right? I don't, it's to keep the snakes out or something. Um, We had snakes, so. But I'm going to walk you through a couple um, things. Uh, First off, why walls? Why are there walls? And uh, the picture, let's just see if I get this to go here. Adam and Eve. They were in the garden. They ate from the tree God said he shouldn't, they shouldn't eat from. They were literally kicked out of the garden, and there was an angel that was going to stand there as somewhat of a wall to say, you can't come back here, all right? But even in the midst of that, well, consequence, God says, I love you, and I'm going to pursue you. I'm going to, I'm going to come after you with everything I have, and that's what Easter is about, and we'll get to that in a minute. But ever since then, humanity had walls. Cain and Abel, right? Boom. And all the way through time. And then we find um, sometimes these walls popping up. Um, Let me go to this one. Who can tell me what wall this is? Yeah, the, the Great Wall of China. All right. Depends on who you talk to. Built, started in the 7th century B.C., And it was to protect from invasion from the barbarians. 13,000 miles. Just so you know, New York to L.A. is 2,775 miles. So this wall was long. Who can tell me what this wall is? I heard Berlin. That's all I heard. Yeah, Berlin Wall, right? And that was built in the great year of 1961, if you do the math. That would be my year. Uh, 1961, it would keep people in East Germany because they were trying to get out because things were not going so well. How about this wall? Kind of quiet there. It's the wall between Israel and Palestine, built in 2002. And you hear it all the time, the unrest and the fighting that's going on. How about this wall? Yeah, Mexico and the United States, living in Tucson, uh, people would come and they would say, hey, can we, can we go see the wall? I'm like, okay, if that trip's your trigger. So we drive about 90 miles down to the border and you see the wall, there it is. And I'll tell you, there's an emotional part for me. Because as I think about some of the people in Mexico and, and what they're going through, oh my goodness. And I also think of the other side of some of the bad things that can happen when they just come flooding in. So we can have debate over that. But my point is, there's a wall there. Wow. But there's other walls, right? And maybe they're not physical. Maybe they're just situational. Like this one, I'm going to call the vocational wall. Some of you are sitting here today, and you're saying, there's more to life than what I'm doing from 9 to 5. Something more to life. Something more meaningful. Something that might even help me better financially. And speaking about finances, I'll just tell you, the number one fight between couples in marriage is about money. Often it's because not enough money's coming in, more money's going out, and that doesn't work well for too long. And all of a sudden, there's a battle between, say, a husband and wife. It, It just is tough. And then we get to these uh, relationship walls. Um, I see this all too often. I'll even see it in my household, where we just don't see things eye to eye, and there's a wall, there's a battle that goes on. Then we get to the idea of health. That's a real deal for some people. Um, I hear your stories, and it's real. And, And it's not only just a diagnosis. Sometimes it is... The journey that follows it, and how do you go through uncertain times? It is pretty big. And now the last one. This one is—it's um, all too real for some of you. You're sitting here today, and it wasn't long ago that you were at a gravesite, saying goodbye to a loved one, and there is a, a sense of a wall there, and it, and it is mortality is wall, right? The Bible says. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And the wages of sin is what? Death. So this is a reality. Death is a reality. So just think about all of these different walls, whether they're physical or situational, it happens. It happens. And now I'm going to tell you just briefly. I hit a wall on Friday. I was right up over here. And I was reading from Psalm 31. If you, if you want to, just go and read it. It talks about situations in my life that are all too familiar right now. And I hit a wall. And I had tears. I felt broken. I felt vulnerable. And somebody close to me saw that somebody close to me called the elders of the church which is so biblical just so you know it is so biblical and they came around me and kristen and prayed because we hit a wall and in that i was reminded of what i'm gonna preach today about so it's not always i mean just tell you you say practice what you preach it's easy to forget It's so easy. So I'm hoping you're here today, not because it's the thing to do, like as in, well, you know, it's Easter. No, I'm hoping you're here to be reminded of a message that will change your life forever. It changes a perspective, and it changes eternity. It means everything. In fact, there was a tension point in the life of Jesus, right? Mary and Martha, they were grieving the loss of their brother. They, they, they kind of hit it, you know, hit the wall, and they're just all upset. And now Jesus is turning to Martha and saying some important words. He says, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live, even though they die. And, and whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn to you, and I just want you to land on that for a second. Um, we don't we don't have a lot of time, but this is a question of eternity. This is a question that goes beyond the moment that we're up here at church. This question of do you believe this? I hope you do. And if you don't, and if you would like to have a conversation about it, I would, I'll, I'll get you a cup of coffee. I'll spend time with you. I know others at this church will do that too. It is a very important question to know the answer to. And so I jumped over to the book of Titus. My guess, you have not read from this book in a while. It's a little book. It's in the New Testament. It kind of tucked away. You kind of jump around. And Paul was saying something about this. And he says this. He saved us. Not because of righteous things we had done, but because of his mercy. He saved us. He repeats it again. Through the washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit. So if you're sitting here and there's a wall in front of you, whatever wall that is, you can know something very important. He saved us. It's not about how good you are. It's not about the things you accomplish in life. It's not even how many times you come to church. It's not even what you put into an offering plate. None of that matters when it comes to your eternity. It is coming to that place to be able to answer that important question. Do you believe this, that somebody named Jesus loves you that much? That he would be willing not just to, you know, quote, climb a wall for us, but climb a cross for us? Do you believe that he has that much love that no matter what kind of sin you have or what kind of situation you're in, he says, I love you. I'll never leave you. I will be with you always. That is the message. And I'm going to close with Mark 16. Uh, We heard part of the reading for Mark 16, but this takes it another level. Afterward, he appeared to the eleven themselves as they were reclining at table. And he rebuked them for their unbelief and the hardness of heart. So, I mean, just so you know, if we have unbelief and we're struggling with this, you're in good company. These eleven walked with Jesus for three and a half years and they're still struggling. So know that it's human. It's human. Because they had not believed those who saw him after he had risen. And he said to them, Go into all the world and proclaim the gospel to the whole creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. Do you believe this? My prayer for you and for me is that I would believe this, that you would believe this, that we would live in this day in and day out, that it would be our strength, our hope, our joy, our peace. No matter what kind of situation we're in, let me tell you, this God has it covered. I want to end with uh, something I had found called, uh, it's called the Easter Creed. And I just think it nails it to right to the point. So, if if you would, please stand. Let's do this together. Uh, This is a great proclamation of the truth. Together, I believe in the God of Easter morning, who awakes us from our darkest dreams and leads us into the light of a new day, who meets our pessimism with stunning hope of angelic proclamation. I believe in the God of Easter day, who beats us to the obstacles in our lives and empties the dark tomb for us, who appears in surprising ways when we least expect it, walking with us on our detours. I believe in the God of Easter evening, who breaks into our closets and prisons, bringing peace and crushing our fear. I believe in the risen Lord, who meets us with wounds on his hands and feet, who grants us his spirit, sending us out to bring shalom to the world. Amen.
1: One, two, three, four. One day when was filled with his praises, one day when sin was as black as could be, Jesus came forth.